0: Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. I used to be a meaner person. Not that I think I was a mean person, but I acted mean more often back then. I didn't want to be mean or to be seen as a mean person, but there was something freeing about letting loose on people, especially online, once in a while, and in sharing that with others. The feedback was a heady drug. Over the years, though, I've mellowed, even though I still get positive feedback for eviscerating people online, and I still do it once in a while, especially to people who deserve it. I don't personally find much satisfaction in it anymore. My own reward system is geared more towards being friendly and helpful or being neutral. I just don't have it in me to be as mean as I used to be, to put that kind of energy into, well, that kind of energy. Maybe because I've learned how to human better over the years and I understand what makes most people mean or hateful is fear and not really a desire to be harmful. And that those mean people online are being rewarded in subtle and not so subtle ways for their behavior. And honestly, I feel sorry for them. (laughs) Most of the time. The internet rewards us for being mean. We are mean, judgmental, accusatory, and shitty to other humans, even when we don't mean to be. Part of it is, I think, a sort of cultural stress and frustration and mounting tension over the world in general, and it's been growing for a while. Part of it is social media. A new study shows how online social networks are encouraging us through likes, shares, and engagements— to express more moral outrage over time. I'll put the link in the show notes. Basically, when we post something extreme or controversial, we get more engagement, which in turn encourages us to post more like that. Also, social media's nature is that short and pithy, punchy and memorable, get more attention as we scroll through literally hundreds of posts on our feeds. Today, I ran across this on my Facebook feed, and it's a perfect example. Most men who are running away from a great woman are running away from parts of themselves they are not willing to fix to deserve her. Word porn. This is such a devastating comment that to many will seem pretty innocuous. It'll even ring true. But it's a perfect example of how we are casually shitty to people without even realizing the extent of what we are loving, commenting, and internalizing. I'm going to break this down. Most men who are running away, men. First, this is pointing the finger at one specific gender who are doing the cowardly thing, as we've been socialized to believe, of running away from a great woman and now we have women cast as the superior she is great he is running away from her she has frightened him is too much for him he cannot handle her and is weak because she is great are running away from parts of themselves they are not willing to fix this is reinforcement of the men being weak and lowly even willfully ignorant and banal, unwilling to do the work, broken, possibly even evil, since this implies that he knows he is all of these things and chooses to run instead of stand and fight for himself or for her. To deserve her. Another point to the woman in this quote. She needs to be deserved, He needs to do the deserving, which he cannot do because he is flawed, broken. So he runs. Holy fudge buckets! This is awful. And not because it's aimed at men, because it's aimed at anyone. Let's turn this around. Most women who are running away from a great man are running away from parts of themselves they are not willing to fix to deserve him. How's that hit you? Feel good? It shouldn't. That should feel gross and oily and like a knot in your stomach. Because it's assuming that one gender is at fault because of their gender. She is great. He is broken. Or vice versa in my version. And not only that, it assumes why they are at fault. She deserves blah, 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 and he won't fix himself. What about the women who run away from great men? Or the men who run away from great men? Or the non-binary folk who run away from great trans people? Or whatever? And what if they're running away because while that person may seem great on the surface and has bought more than their fair share of rounds at the bar, or has been a paragon of seeming virtue on social media. They are actually horrible in relationships and toxic as fuck. Or maybe they are not running at all. Maybe they set a boundary and their partner is painting that to all who will hear that they are pushing them away or afraid of commitment. And I know you know all of these things because you are the type of person who has gotten this far in this podcast, and you're still here. You know these things and me pointing them out as stating the obvious. Except that socialization works in sneaky ways. How many of you, and be honest with yourself, would have accepted that quote when you saw it and not given it a second thought? How many would have lived it, loved it, liked it, and even commented truth? You don't have to tell me. I would have at some point not too long ago, and I would have also known that it was not always right. In fact, that it was not even usually right. But I would not have thought about it, unless it was pointed out. And it would have been one more example of broken men running away from great women. Guess where I cast myself mentally as I read it? Yep. And depending on your gender, I can guess where you'd cast yourself, too, for most of you. What if? Over the past decade, I've grown a lot as a human. Partly because I very much wanted to grow as a human. Partly because I started writing online, and people just like you made me grow. With your brilliant thoughts and responses, and most of all, questions. What if instead of telling people how people are, we asked more questions? I've started doing that recently, and I feel like I've grown so much more as a result. I learn from a variety of experiences. I give people the chance, no, more than a chance, the invitation to speak up and share their perspective. What if we saw something like this and we used it to start a dialogue? What if instead of, most men who are running away from a great woman are running away from parts of themselves they are not willing to fix, deserve her? Word porn. We asked, have you ever left or lost a relationship because you weren't ready to make the changes that relationship needed? This doesn't gender anyone. It doesn't create broken and great people. It doesn't make the person a villain or a hero it touches on the human experience and allows us to share and learn from each other and maybe focus a bit more on what we have in common as flawed, fucked up, wonderful humans. Then again, it's not outrage. It's not moral superiority. And it's probably not going to be as rewarded by social sites. But we get more of what we pay attention to, don't we? What are your thoughts? Have you noticed this trend of the internet rewarding meanness and divisiveness? How do you feel about it? What can we do about it, if anything? Do you think we should do anything about it? Thank you for joining me today. If you loved this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me at datingkinky.com and on our new apps available in the Google Play and Apple App Stores it's built by kinksters for kinksters poly queer trans folk and anyone not quite vanilla and it's free find me on fetlife as nookie notes and on twitter pinterest youtube facebook and medium as dating kinky we are on instagram as dating kinky official all one word have a kinky day and i'll catch you next episode